JRPG fantasy and art lovers, do you love high fantasy and the amazing art that goes along with it? Well, we have your source for amazing t-shirts, sketchbooks, and bookmarks, all done by a pop culture architect, Talon Dunning. Take a look at his store at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash the fantastic gallery. Talon has his great work there for great prices. If you like fighters, wizards, paladins, even game masters, he's got the shirt for you to show your love of all of your characters. Go ahead and take a look at his store, The Fantastic Gallery, and grab a piece of art today. The Fantastic Gallery at Etsy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time once again for another Achieving Reality The Podcast! Yeah, it's a little bit top. This week, the guys chat about the Doobie Brothers, pre-Michael McDonald, Spider-Man number 129 with a secret guest, beer-flavoured jelly belly brand jelly beans, that's hard to say, and Marissa tells us a story about dogs sitting her neighbour's dog with uh, ew, gross detail. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Alright, so grab a naughty soda, grab a bong, hey, and relax to another Achieving Reality The Podcast. See you at the end! Marissa, talk about her wacky dog sitting adventure. Alright, Marissa, talk about your wacky dog sitting adventure. Now! Oh, I can start now? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to. I'd start, but anyway. You so, didn't want to start? Well, I didn't want to start. Anyway, no, my 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 wacky dog sitting from our neighbor next door. By Marissa Greenstein. Yes. Anyway. Once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> there was this dog named Cooper who is a pointer mix and is owned by a crazy neighbor. Anyway, this crazy. Wacky, yeah. This crazy neighbor uh, decided that she and her mom and sister were going to the beach. And so she says, can you take care of my dog from Friday to Wednesday? I said, sure, no problem. Sure, Larry's only allergic on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't bring her into the house. We didn't bring her into the house. In fact, she's, she's only been in the house downstairs only a couple of times in the nine years we've known her. How many times upstairs? Never. Never, no. <laughs> she goes through the window in the bathroom. <laughs> what the hell? So continue. He was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> so, I don't like no dogs in here. So I, I go into her house and, and um, I happen to notice that she has these like... There's silver sitting out. So I, they're not using it. <laughs> she, she had these giant pee pads all over the house. Well, yeah, so the dog would pee on the pee pads and not the house. Well, okay, fine, but... They work in your house? Sometimes. <laughs> unless, unless we forget to pull it up and replace it. And in which case, I was like, this is full. <laughs> Go on, pee pads. So I see these giant pee pads, and then all of a sudden I see this this huge... Um, dump. Dump, or huge diarrhea, actually. On the... On, Basically on a on the floor and on her bed actually. She has a bed downstairs next to a chair. But anyway, not the neighbor's bed. The dog bed. The dog yeah. bed. Just making sure. So I had to go in there. Because the neighbors sleep downstairs next to the. Yeah. Well, no, I I basically had to go in there and I cleaned that all up and I of course put the dog outside so she could at least try to get some fresh air and maybe pee whatever out on her lead and everything. So anyway, so I come in and I'm cleaning all this up and then um, like. After I cleaned it all up, I took her out on a walk, and my neighbor texted me and says, "Oh, by the way, she has diarrhea." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "No, she agreed, and we're out of town." She, yeah, she's she's out of town, obviously. And so, anyway, so obviously, I'm, obviously, yeah. So, so I, I'm taking her on her walk, and and uh, I bring her back, but she's struggling to walk with me. So I'm like, "What the heck?" I mean, I know this dog is pretty old, whatever, but. But still, I mean, we've seen this dog from like day one. But anyway, so I take her back, and um, for whatever reason, she's still having a hard time going to the bathroom, even when we're walking. And so she, I bring her back, and uh, I put her in the house for a little bit, and uh, 
And so the lady tells me to give the dog Imodium and put it in some peanut butter in a calm. So I give the dog this peanut butter and the modium, and she eats it and everything. And so um, I check on her 45 minutes later, and she's gone from the house. I'm like, where'd she go? One of the other neighbors apparently had picked her up and took her over to her house. And so I was like, well, do you know this dog has diarrhea? <laughs> and she says, well, is oh, it do good? So anyway. Yes, I slipped it in on the way in the house. So the neighbor tells me there's a good possibility that this dog had probably picked up something from her dog or maybe that she had separation anxiety. And so um, she said there's a very good possibility that these are the two factors that caused the dog to have this problem. And I'm like, great. So I obviously bring, bring her back. So what you going to do about it? Yeah. Poop. Well, she apparently pooped for two days, but I had to give this dog... Three emodium in two days. That's selling too much. That's what I said. That's what I thought too, but the owner told me to but do it. But the fourth day, man, she was fourth? shitting like a champ. Oh my god! No, gosh. she didn't shit at all the fourth day. Fifth well, day, she again. shit like a champ. Yeah, I mean, she, again. yeah, and there, and I mean, and what was really interesting to me was this one of the neighbors even said to give her some salt and crackers. I'd never heard of that either. She goes, she I says, I haven't run across that one yet. Yeah, but she says to me all the time she gives her own dog Pepto-Bismol. I didn't realize that... Yeah, Pepto you can give a dog, but... Very, really? Very small doses, yeah. Oh, well. Here's the bottle! <laughs> no, <laughs> some dogs, if you gave them a bottle, they would just sit there and lap it up. Like, really? Our dog Sassy loves Pepto. But, no, I, I just... I had never... Honestly, I had never heard of that, because I, I didn't think that dog you could give them... I'm kind of fond of it, too, and I couldn't make it through a whole bottle. <laughs> you kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, since you, yeah, you, 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 you and, and Linda are so I can't pick it, but better. You, you I love the pink more, flavor. And you guys are more experienced than I am, but I'm just like, I couldn't imagine this poor dog for two days. He, she had really bad case of diarrhea, and it was just, I don't know. I mean, really, what the what the cause is, but you're distracting her. No, I'm I'm not distracting myself. She's telling a story. No, but, but bottom line was is that after a couple of days of, of her having that emodium, she she got better. But um, but yeah, it was kind of a strange strange yeah, scenario yeah. that that I take care of a dog who's who's sick. The owner went out of town. I would have honestly preferred that. And she didn't tell you that I was sick until she went out of town. Yeah, pretty much. Uh -huh. Yeah. No, it was it was more like, will you watch my dog? Oh yeah, sure, not a problem. Couple of days go by, but I'm leaving now. Oh, she's got she's got diarrhea. See ya. But she told me this. She told me this like through text, Larry. Oh, I, I thought she told you. When I was walking up. Never mind. When I was walking up. Harry. Uh, and and then Connie, of course, when I'm walking the dog, starts honking at me, and I'm like, who the heck? Is <laughs> and then the dog just exploded. Yeah. Well, like I said the dog just had a hard time walking and everything like that, but. I don't know. It's she's lazy. But the thing is, this dog is, I, I think this dog is so used to the owner, like the way she walks her dog is she'll walk, she'll see somebody. And stop and, and talk stop for 20 minutes. And stop and talk for 20 minutes and then walk for a little bit and then stop. So me having the dog walk longer than what she's used to, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I figured. Not with it would, the diarrhea. No, but I figured it would kind of help her. But no, I kept, I kept her on dry food. That entire time, because I just did not want to give her wet food. I kept her on cement. But I mean, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a strange. Here, eat your powder cement. Because I was really like, I was walking in the morning, at lunchtime, dinner, in the evening, and I was walking. You don't even want Larry that much. I know. I don't even I want know. Him that much. I know. What's wrong with me, right? The harness doesn't fit anymore because I've gotten so fat. Yeah, we need to start walking. Well, I guess since I'm we're like, on the subject of dogs, when we were down in Orlando, what was that? In Florida, oh. Europe. That that Orlando. Yeah, and uh, Orlando Bloom. No, no. Yeah, when we found Orlando Bloom. He was all pissed off. I found uh, the perfect leash for uh, for all your little dogs. Oh, yeah. you did? did you? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like you ready for this? It's about I don't know about about four feet of steel chain. It weighs about twenty five pounds. It would be perfect to walk Pixie with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Harley Davidson store. Little kid was in there. He goes, I found a leash for Muffy. 
and the kid picks it up and he's like dragging it over to his dad and his dad's like Muffy doesn't even weigh half as much as that thing <laughs> I know it was very funny <laughs> ha 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 but yeah no it's not as funny as the diarrhea that I saw last the diarrhea is not funny <laughs> it isn't it's disgusting it is disgusting yeah exactly <laughs> This dog. This coming from Larry, who makes all the poop jokes. <laughs> I don't go there, though, man. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'll make all the shit jokes in the world, but I'm not touching diarrhea. Literally and figuratively. Oh, that, that was just so gross. For such a little dog to put out that much crap, I can't imagine. It's, it's just, I don't know. That's because we don't have a baby. If we had a baby, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is nothing. Well, I mean, it didn't grow. You can't have that kind of attitude with a baby. Here, <laughs> <laughs> the diarrhea, huh? not the baby. Well, in our case, yes. You, the you are nothing. <laughs> you are nothing. <laughs> you will learn your place and stay in the crib. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> trying to sleep. <laughs> so you're going in the kennel. <laughs> But I don't the know. dogs can I sleep mean, with us now. I, I'm going to ask you something. Like, do your dogs have to have somebody there watching them while they eat, or no. do they even, or do they care? They don't care about that, right? No, they eat. Well, now, like, I mean, occasionally, you know, when a dog's not feeling quite right, they might not eat unless you come over there and tend to them. You know, but for the most part, no, they're ravenous and want to eat every their food and the food next to them and. <laughs> well, no, the, our neighbor had told me that I had to watch her eat, but I didn't watch her eat. She actually Ooh, ate. The like, neighbor behind the tree actually came out of his house. I mean, I just put the dog bowl out and she ate it. She ate the dog bowl? She ate the dog bowl. That could bowl. be part of the problem. Maybe that was part of the problem. She ate all her food and everything. And she drank. I was trying to get her to keep drinking water because I felt like she needed to be half me more hydrated so I like one does she give her Gatorade well she doesn't drink Gatorade I don't think I don't think dogs drink Gatorade Larry sounds like one of those crazy fetishes you read about on one of those alt sites watch me eat (laughs) (laughs) but it's like some dogs for some reason don't drink a lot this turns me on what I wonder why they don't drink that much seeking man for woman watch me eat (laughs) (laughs) we'll pay you Ten dollars and part of a pizza. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you get a dog to drink more water because this dog, for some reason, well, you, just like a horse with a syringe. That's true. You just but force what, it down I, what, the I, what I don't understand is a dog would go outside. It's been raining outside, and she'll drink from a puddle. A puddle, but she won't drink. The dog from also buries bones for two years, digs them up, and eats them. Well, that too, but I don't like when they're all hard. I want them all covered in ants. Well, she found one actually over here that she had buried, mm. and she she went out there and she undug, you know she she, she undug it undug it yeah she she dug up her the bone <laughs> and she put it in her mouth and she, om nom nom and then she's like okay I'm good let's go I mean I don't know this dog's a little little special that's all I can say yay she is she's I cover she's she's very special. She's also very like um, she stupid. No, she's annoying. She's very loud. That too, yeah. She is loud for sure. She's very stubborn though. It's like you seem to have an opinion about this dog, Larry. Would you like to share? <laughs> I just did. And this dog was like in the morning. She was stubborn. She's like, I'm not getting up to go and walk. I'm like, come on, let's go. But she's and not a morning dog. She's not a morning dog. She's not an afternoon or an evening dog either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we're all like that too. I guess some of us are morning people, some are not. But I don't know. Morning people don't. I don't think they really exist. I, I am. She wakes up in the morning, site. I'm like, oh. He's, he's not. Good, you're team leader this year. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, let's go, let's go. <laughs> We're starting off the, the, the movie. We're, st- we're going to start filming now. That would be like, okay, here's the camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, Evan would be up. He strikes me as kind of a morning guy. You think? I try not to. <laughs> Otherwise, the podcast would be good. But yeah, no. I just, it's not good, but it's consistent. <laughs> but see, I also watch another dog who's totally opposite of this one. You've met the other one. Mm-hmm. Boudreaux. Boudreaux is like, like, 
he gets so excited when he I come in. He is a morning dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's he, a terrier. Oh my gosh, he's so excited when I, when I come when I, when I come over to the house. He's ready to oh, go outside and go out and, and walk. And I mean, he could walk forever pretty much because he just enjoys walking. But nobody can walk forever. But Cooper's just like really slow. And the fir <laughs> the first day I, I walked her, she decided that she was gonna just plop out in front of her house and not get up and get in the house. And so I had to bribe her to get in by putting dog treats on the stairs. <laughs> like E.T. <laughs> it's like Henry Thomas out there laying out. <laughs> dog treats. So I put dog treats and she decided to come in after she saw the dog treats. Ooh, it's candy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, thank you. After that, I didn't, ha I didn't have to bribe her to come in. She she knew that I was, I didn't mean, I meant business by saying, let's go. Business? I, I meant business by laying out dog treats. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was definitely interesting. She's gonna keep going, by the way. Huh? It's never gonna stop. Never gonna stop. Never gonna this stop. whole episode will be Marissa's dog story. No. <laughs> no, well, you talked about said piece of candy, so I figured you'd get into candy, I guess. No, that's later. Oh, that's later. That's oh, more later. That's more it's later. More later. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so I guess the next time I, I have a told you, I have, a, I, have a, I have an experience with a dog. I need to call you guys up and go, "Hey, Linda, Chris, what do you think about this?" What oh, I thought you were going to call Chris and I. It's like, well, my, the phone call to me won't be very no. I'll very just call long. Chris and Linda, oh, Linda. and say, "Hey, what do I do with this dog?" Because all I'm going to do is turn around and ask Linda. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you might as well save yourself the effort and call Linda just directly. Just call Linda directly. Linda, can you help me with this dog? Hey, directly. <laughs> Hey, Linda, do you know anything about dogs? She's like, no clue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Marissa. She would, she would talk to Marissa. Does anybody else? No click. Linda, what do I do here? <laughs> what a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yeah, thank goodness, thank goodness that we had a spot cleaner, and I was able to use a spot cleaner to clean. But I told her not to use it on the dog, or the or dog would the, disappear. What the dog's not named Spot? <laughs> Dog has spots. You have a Cooper cleaner? <laughs> you gotta name, rename the dog temporarily. Just, yeah, just temporarily. You're now Spot. No, I'm Cooper. You're, You're now Spot. That'd be a great invention for Tina. What? A vacuum cleaner for dogs. Isn't that just a vacuum cleaner? Well, most dogs don't like vacuum cleaners and they run away when you turn one on. Because they're so loud, they got that high pitched noise. Mm hmm. That's what makes it a funny product. You, well, turn, you turn around and you have to chase the dog around. <laughs> Come back here. Come back here. Trying to vacuum I'm going to clean you. I'm trying to vacuum your tail. Molly! Those are the two things dogs love most. Baths and vacuums. <laughs> I think it was last Saturday I had to go get Cooper. But before I did that, I think it was uh, Saturday morning after I walked her, I brought the trash can back. And Molly was just sitting over here in the storage unit. She didn't move or anything. She just looked up. She saw me. Okay, it's you. Bless you. <clears throat> Apparently, Molly likes me. She, Thank you. Molly likes me. She doesn't That's run away. <laughs> but when she sees Larry, she runs away. Like I most think. Things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the not squirrels, like, the birds. Well, the birds and, and squirrels run. Evan, Lauren, Eileen, <laughs> <laughs> Dave. <laughs> The only one who hasn't run away is me, so there's something wrong with me. Blackbird. That's <laughs> because he's never around. But he makes him so scared, so. Chatham? He can't move very fast to run, so. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, screw it. <laughs> oh, it's Larry! Uh, never mind. <laughs> Molly's a, uh, a strange. Strange cat. Can I kick you? No. Bug on me. A bug? It's attacked by a small bug. Very small. Very small. Very buggy. Should I go into my story? No, I gotta stop first. No, I gotta stop first. Stop! So, what are we listening to today? Talking about one of my favorite albums. One of your, oh, this is one of your favorite albums? Mm hmm. This album came out a year after I was born. Ah. So we won't give the date. Exactly. Make you work for it. <laughs> what the... It couldn't have come out a year after you were born. We were doing the show in 79. Like I said. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the Doobie Brothers' second album. 
Mm -hmm. Moose Street mm -hmm. on Warner Brothers Records. Yeah. 1972. You just said you weren't going to mention the year. I'll cut it out. <laughs> I've had Boom. this album forever. Okay. My sister had it when it came out. Shortly thereafter, I had a copy on like eight track from her album. Which I had on cassette, CD, vinyl again. Okay. Well, this is because I wanted it for my collection. Oh. Just because it has sentimental value. Yeah. That's the reason I bought that Deep Purple Machine Head album. Mm -hmm. Produced by the illustrious Ted Templeton. I will go so far as to say, if you're going to own one Doobie Brothers album, this should be it. This is the one. Before Michael McDonald. Aww. As much as we love Michael McDonald and have said so on the podcast, he's a hard taste, a hard flavor. I much prefer my Doobie without. Michael McDonald. <laughs> Prefer your doobie without Donald. Mm -hmm. So what'd you think? Well, come on. Okay. I did not realize that this was the album that all these songs that I really liked listening to growing up was on. I did not know that, you know, listen to the music of Rockin' Down the Highway and weirdly enough, because I'm Jewish, Jesus is just all right. Well, for you, it's Jesus is just all right. <laughs> Our, uh, we're, we're from, and, I, and I didn't even know that that was actually the Doobie Brothers for that one. For years. You know, I heard it and I heard the others and I was like, oh, that's the same band. But I didn't, I wasn't putting two and two together. Because mm -hmm. I, I was, but I was getting nine. <laughs> so, it's probably one of my favorite albums that I, that I, even I, but I think it's more because you and I grew up with this playing on the radio every day. You know, anytime you turn the radio on, one of these three songs was on. And the you know the first two songs, listen to the music and rocking on the highway, are yeah. used for every classic rock promotion. Oh yeah, because people. I mean, it's classic rock. Mm -hmm. it, it it's quintessential classic rock, mm -hmm. and it's good stuff. Now, it's a nice mixture of you know, traditional blues rock with some southern rock influences. Yeah, it, it, now to to be the uh, P in your Cheerios. What aren't you? So, some of the other stuff on this. I as who I am could have done without, but most of the stuff on this on this album, both both you know side one and two, was very good. And so when I listened to it, I was just like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I didn't know that because oh, yeah, I had never heard the whole album up until you sent it to me. So I was just like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. So so which, which what didn't click with you? Um, we'll okay, I I liked Mama Loy. I didn't like. The name of the album, or I should say the title track of the album, Toulouse Street. I just, I didn't, there's something about it, I just didn't, I didn't like it. Cottonmouth was it's too Batman for you. <laughs> it's, compared to the other songs on the album, it's kind of dark and brooding. I like dark and brooding, but it's just. But that's not, you know, I should say dark and brooding. <laughs> okay, to what <laughs> I listen to. Let's take in, in comparison to those songs on the uh, album. Cottonmouth was good. And, uh, of course, Jesus is Just Alright is one of my, I mean, literally, the first two on side one and the second one on side two are my top three songs on this album. I, I listen to them, I don't, I don't even know how to, how, how many times. I, I kind of like White Sun, uh, Disciple and Snake Man, meh, and Don't Start Talking to Me. I mean, granted, I like about half the album, but uh, that's just because... I gotta be in a certain mood to listen to the Doobie Brothers, <laughs> except for those three songs that I mentioned originally, and uh, the rest, you know. Well, the ones you mentioned, Snake Man and Toulouse Street, and this has a very New Orleans influence. In, in yeah, it. yeah. The music itself, not as much as the lyrics, but yeah, I mean, they're not the breakout songs on the album. I think the, I, there's not a sour note on this album for me. Well, would you have a different, a different view of the album and everything like that, anyways? Whereas you've got a more visceral love for the album. I was listening to it literally for the first time, and so you know, I found what I liked and what I didn't like. And at first, I didn't like Mama Loy. When I first, like the first time I listened to it through, I was like, eh. and then I listened to it again, and I'm like, you know, this is actually pretty good. And Toulouse Street, just every time, I was just like, I don't know what it is. So, I mean, I cannot, like I said, I gotta be in a in a mood, in a mode for, well, I gotta be in a mode for a lot of classic rock, but the three that I like most are the ones I hear the most, and I, I could listen to it. 
but I can definitely see the people who are listening to it are blitzed out of their mind as well. Well, that was known to happen back in the 70s. Yeah. The early 70s, there was some stuff going on. <laughs> no. But, it, but as an album, it, it definitely, and it, can, it holds up today. You like classic rock, you're going to like songs off of that album. And not just the three that I like, but you might like some of the others. And that's, as we're talking about with Bill Haley, um, I mean, this has a, a certain purity to it. There's there's a lot of production going on. Well, yeah, it. it's much later. But it's not that obtrusive kind of production. There's not tape effects or anything like that right. going on. You don't have too much I mean, cowbell. Ted Templeton is, I mean, just legendary producer. Yeah. And this was the first album with him. I do believe it's the first album with him. And it shows. I mean, this this kind of stands out. I mean, Ted Templeton was with Van Halen. And Pretty much everybody that was with Warner Brothers ran through him at some point in time. Well, not everybody, but I'd say 90% of them. So I will give this a hearty recommend. Yeah, I would recommend um, it too. I'm not going to say don't listen to it. I would say I would go ahead and listen to it. Oh. But you have to listen to the whole thing. Oh, yeah. All the way through. Too. Not, you know, listen to half of it now and then a couple days later you listen to side two. I mean, there are... Sit some... down, grab a latte and chill out for, what, 45 minutes? If that? 39. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I would suggest being careful, though, where you pick up your copy. Um, for a long time, this was not remastered at all. Warner Brothers had slapped it on their CD and there you go. Um, there have been versions like when they um, put out a compilation they remastered the songs that were on the compilation there was a japanese remaster is it in japanese no it was a, a release in japan where they did a gatefold cd cover that replicated the album mm -hmm. cover and that cd had been remastered mobile fidelity has one mm -hmm. that you can get that's um, a little pricey just get it off the itunes I don't know what the status of the iTunes collection is, if it's been remastered or not. So do your homework before before downloading or Amazoning, whatever. Get you a good copy. But to its credit, the uh, the original Warner Brothers CD really sounds pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, you could probably find it in one of those resell it stores, CD Warehouse or something like that. There's not a lot of them out there anymore, but you might you might find one. This one doesn't tend to get turned back in a whole lot because it's damn good. Well, it's damn good, and the audience that knows about it and is into it aren't the uh, ones that buy a CD, take it home, drop it on the hard drive, turn the CD. Yeah, true. Crowd, so so definitely high recommend for me. Yeah, it's a recommend for me. Not gonna say high, but it's a recommend for me. I mean, both. The uh, Bill Haley that we did earlier, and this, I would, I like it. It's good. And I'm going to have to sit down and listen to it through again. I do even with stuff that I buy myself, you know. I have to listen to it multiple times so I can get everything. It's just how I did, how it worked for me. Because I'm just annoying like that. Yes, you are. <laughs> Anything else? Good. Cue the doobies. Yeah, but we just keep music instead. All right, keep music. What you got for me, Larry? Uh, punch in the eye. Part from. Oh. We have Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Uh, with a flavor I haven't seen yet. Okay. Draft Beer. Nice. And they're apparently naturally and artificially flavored. Natural and artificial beer. Ugh. And they're... Both of which seem a little confusing. Mm. This is natural beer. Like natural light? No. But <laughs> beer that occurs in nature. Actually, technically, there is a beer that occurs in nature. It's just fermented grain. So if it's sitting in a puddle or something, and there's grain in there, and it sits for a while, it'll ferment. I wouldn't want to drink it, but... That's how they came up with beer in the first place, the Egyptians or something like that. There's all the standing puddles out there in Egypt. <laughs> uh, it's alcohol-free. Imagine that. Apparently had to say it. Zero fat per serving. Serving size. One. <laughs> 140 calories per serving. Serving one. Servings per package. Two and a half. 
let's see, serving size pieces, 35 pieces is the serving size. So there's like 87 things in there, <laughs> approximately? Approximately. Uh, 140 calories per serving, zero fat, zero sodium, which is always good. 36 grams of total carbohydrates. 980 grams of sugar. I'm kidding. Oh, by the way, it's uh, fat-free food, peanut-free, four calories per bean, and it's gluten-free. Of course it's gluten-free. It's just gel. Uh, here's their little thing written on the back for it. Okay, for you lovers of draft beer, Jelly Belly has crafted a new flavor just for you. Crafted. Yes. A big term in the beer community. Yes. So pull up your favorite bar stool and enjoy the authentic taste of a freshly poured draft beer in this new alcohol-free jelly bean. Cheers. Norm. <laughs> Woody. Bye. Buzz. Buzz. Uh. John Ressenberger. <laughs> Okay, so so here goes. You want some? Yeah, let me try one. All right. Try one. Here. I'm really not a jelly bean fan. I love jelly beans, but... Well, uh, it has a smell down. Does it? The color. Well, it's kind of a golden hue. Kind of a shiny urine color. <laughs> it's shiny. I haven't really... It's kind of Wonka-ish. My hands smell like cigars. I guess it's kind of a... I can beer. smell it. All right, well, let's see what it tastes like. It is kind of a golden hue, though. I just hate the texture of jelly beans. Really? I can see it. It's very subtle. More on the back end than it is the initial blast of sugar. It's like I'm eating a Coors Light. <laughs> there's basically no flavor, but there's a little and, bit of something there. It's not very... I can taste it. Yes, master. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? What is your phone trying to tell us? <laughs> Jay Leno has a new posting on his YouTube page. <laughs> so Vader serves Jay Leno? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jay Leno is the emperor. <laughs> yeah, join the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Dana, come on over here. I can tell by your face, you know. Because you start by, you're like, nah, nah, your face got all screwed up. I mean, they're not bad. I guess if I was drinking a beer, the flavor would pop more. But it literally tastes like drinking, like... Uh, a very light beer. A very light beer. Michelob Ultra. It's the sweetness that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's overly sweet for it. If it was more of a savory snack. Yeah, it's just so light. Dear but, Jelly Belly. But it's there. I'll, I'll give it to him. It's Dear there. Jelly Belly, you can quit with this one. Yeah, I'll give it a meh. Yeah, it's definitely a meh. It's a nice idea. Yeah, it's a, actually a pretty cool idea. What they needed to do <clears throat> is they need to pump up the flavor of, like, a hops flavor. You know, they need to find a way to, to make that. And then people would eat it and go, oh, beer. Because most people, when you think, especially the way they had it pictured, mm -hmm. that would be a pale ale or an IPA or a lager. But they're all going to have a hot flavor to it. So they need to figure out a way to get, like, maybe the flavor of Fuggle, which is a type of hops. Not a Futton. And uh, put that in the in the jelly bean. That's uh, so a wizard masquerading as a muddle. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Fuggle. <laughs> but, uh, or, you know, Amarillo or something like that. One of the... Uh, Armadillo. Yes, Armadillo. <laughs> from Jelly Belly. Armadillo. <laughs> it's hard to chew and it keeps rolling up. Salt. Armadillo. Armadillo. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to eat the rest of this bag because it cost me three twenty-five. Oh, yeah, where'd you get it at? Uh, Fuzzy Wigs. Where I got all our candy from. Like the people know where it's available at. Yeah, yeah. If you want, well, I don't know if it's in all of them because they didn't have it at the one up uh, north of me. They had it at the one that's south of me. I guess I have two within like three miles. 
But uh, yeah, draft. It's a, it's a Jelly Belly product, so it's probably it, got a wide of it. Yeah, it's a draft beer flavored jelly bean. It really, it's definitely a meh. Yeah, I, was, I, was I think it would be okay if you were like having a party and you, you know, you, everybody was having some buds. And you're like, oh, I need something sweet, you know, and bam, they eat it and they're like, oh, wow, this really tastes like it. Because you need to have something to back it up. But I think if they go and they decide to add a little more um, hop flavor to it, uh, I think it would up the actual flavor of the jelly bean, of the, you know, the, the beerness. So there we go. I don't want to eat any more of those right now. I'm trying to stay away from all right. Sugar. All right. So, so that's that. Yes. So that would be the Jelly Belly beer flavored jelly beans. Yeah, so cute music. So, uh, read any good books lately? No. No. <laughs> I read a couple comic books, though. That would be a book. Actually, I was watching Comic Book Men. Yeah, and they had they did uh, had somebody else come into the store and ask him about um, Amazing Spider-Man one twenty nine. Okay, first set appearance of Punisher. Which this is actually apropos because I am wearing a Punisher T-shirt. Yes, you look very Frank Castle today. Yes, I look very Fat Castle today. <laughs> you recognize the cover? Yes, I recognize the cover. The artwork's pretty good. It's uh, except for how they draw Frank Castle. He he looks like a pinhead. He's very. Interesting looking in this. It's from that, from the neck down, he is the Frank Castle, except for a little thinner. Uh, his head looks like a pinhead. Every, every and his face is weird. really odd, but yeah. From the cover, yes, he's different. He's deadly. He's the Punisher. The most lethal. The most lethal. Lethal. <laughs> the most lethal hired assassin ever. Hired assassin. Hired assassin. His assignment, kill Spider-Man. The deal, I don't, don't want to give too much away, but... Oh, he spoilers! He doesn't kill Spider-Man. No. But um, this version of the Punisher is really a rough sketch of what he becomes. But it, but to me, it's obvious that they were going to make him into something. But, I mean, they did that a lot. They'd bring in new characters to see if they'd stick and then send them on their way. But it's, it's really weird what they do with him in this one. You see the elements are there. He's... You know, all business, I'm going to kill this person because he's done bad things. And at this point in time... Uh, you know, Spider- I keep... I, to, to cut in, I kept waiting to see him with the demon makeup. Because <laughs> some of the way they drew him, I expected him to come out looking like Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah, especially the hair. Yeah. And the widow's peak. An extreme widow's peak. I mean, not just like, whoop, you know, just a little bit. No, this goes all the way down to his oh, fucking nose. Kind of Bella Lugosi level. Yeah. Blah, speak. Blah, blah. <laughs> so, yeah, no big widow speak for the Punisher at this point. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But the, the costume is, is pretty much held true. I'm assuming... The skull's gotten a little smaller. I haven't seen him lately. I'm assuming the white go-go boots are changed now. Uh, yeah, yeah. White they, go-go they, boots and gloves. Yeah, he he. Well, he has the he still has gloves, but, but they're not white. Right? No, well, they're not white in there either. They are. They're just shaded. Oh, they're shaded black. Yeah, because I know they are early on, but then they stopped doing it in white and started doing them the darker color. Because it, it's very. Oh man, I'm gonna kill you because this time uh, Spider Man. Oh yeah, was uh, commonly believed to have killed Norman Osborn. Right. For no good reason, because nobody knows that Norman Osborn was the Green Goblin. Right. It's weird to get into these fights, and he drops these hints in the middle of fights about his background. Yeah. And then says, but I won't talk about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> because there's one point where they're fighting, and he, Spider-Man says something about his moves, and says, because I was in the Marines. Yeah. But that's not important right now. <laughs> yeah. The hospital? What is it? <laughs> Big white building with patients, but it's not important right now. But he never says what his motivations are, other than to punish the guilty. Yeah. But what we don't... Get his why, you know. But we also know, and it was, it was also because it was later, the Punisher researches the people he's going to go kill first. Mm-hmm. He makes sure he knows about them. He doesn't know anything about Spider-Man except for what you just said. He's thought to have killed Norman Osborn. I mean, that's and that's it. That's it. And he's very convinced because he's 
says things like Spider-Man deserves to die. Well, I think that's the Jackal who's the character that's in this. Yeah, we didn't mention that's, the Jackal. That's, and this is not the... Is this the first appearance of the Jackal? I think so. But then why did they bring him up? Because he comes in... He comes into play in, in Peter's life really big later on. In fact, there's an entire story arc dedicated to the guy. Yeah, not one of the most popular ones either. Well, still... We might cover it one day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But um, his whole thing here is he wants to be the crime lord of New York. Well, then kill... But he, but apparently the only superhero... Kill sta- Fisk. The only superhero standing in his way is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Not the guy who's the actual crime lord of New York, Wilson Fisk, the, a.k.a. the Kingpin. No, no. Just some, you know, superhero who... Not Daredevil. Maybe he just wouldn't be crime lord of Manhattan. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> so he that would still be Will's good. He fish, tracks Will's down, and they never talk about any monetary exchange in here. So it's not really hires the Punisher. He wants to join forces with the Punisher to then get rid of Spider Man. Yeah. Which, if you look at it, knowing what we know about Punisher now, you know it's out of character because he's usually after organized crime. Right, because that's who killed his family. Mm-hmm. He was they were in the middle of Central Park. And they got killed because they saw a mob hit. What's funny is later in the issue, he's got a, a copy of the newspaper. that says, Punisher starts war against mob. Yeah. So did the Punisher leave a calling card or something with his name on it? <laughs> yeah, apparently somebody snapped a picture of him, too. Yeah. And some... he didn't go knock the guy out and take his camera. <laughs> the news photographers in the Spider-Man universe are top-notch. They're the best. <laughs> they are in the middle of the action, no matter what it is. What's going on around them? Yeah. And they always get at least one great picture. By the way, comics in the day, and I don't know if they still are, man, did they have a lot of fucking ads. I know. This one has two different ads for 8-tracks in here. Yeah. For an 8-track. Oh, it's the same ad. It's just two pages. Yeah. So it must be the center Six fold. LP or five tapes for 99 cents. Oh, it's the, it's the Record Club of America. Mm-hmm. We can get our <clears> record <throat> locker. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Steve. Safe. They have Steve and Edie. Hey, hey. Holst. Never heard of the planets. You know? Oh, 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 oh. They have uh, the soundtrack to Godspell. Hey, there you go. Sha na 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 na. Anyway, <laughs> yes. On the cover, his hands and boots are are white. It's interesting because my first memory of the Punisher, maybe around 1980 or so, somebody had gotten me a pack of Marvel. They were kind of like trading cards, but they're all stickers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I had those. And I got like a pack of it, and I can't remember who all was in there, but I know like Tarantula was in there, and Howard the Duck, my first exposure to Howard the Duck, and Punisher. I distinctly remember there was no like big name characters in there. Right. Nobody I recognized. So, and I didn't read the comics, so I was like, I don't know who these characters are. So I just kind of had to decide on my own who they, you know, who these characters are. And the sticker of the Punisher was this cover image. Right. Know? So you couldn't, don't really see his face all that much. He's firing a gun at somebody and he's got a skull on his chest. It must be, you know, some kind of supervillain. Which I think they could have done, they could have run that route with him. They could have easily made him a, a, a villain. Well, I think he has been a villain for he's, a lot well, of He's his, mostly an anti-hero, though. Well, since he's gotten his own comics and things, I mean, anytime he shows up, the heroes have got to try and stop him from killing somebody. Right. Which, but Even if they deserve it. You well, know? they do the same thing with Venom, too. I mean, he shows up, and he's going to go kill somebody, and they, they, they've got to stop him. So, give, like I said, give too much away. The whole thing is, Peter Parker comes in with a buttload of photos of Spider-Man stopping a robbery. Yeah. And Jameson's not interested in it. First off, I don't care about the robbery. Yeah. Don't care about Spider-Man stopping a robbery. Yeah. And uh, Because he thinks Spider-Man's probably the one who actually did the robbery. Yeah, well, he always does. Because he's an idiot. The hot story is the Punisher. Go get me pictures of the Punisher. Yeah. Which I like he says, Parker, go get me pictures of the Punisher. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me walk out here and hail a cab. Take me to the Punisher. Yeah, take me to the... Take me to the Punisher, please. You want the new S&M club? I don't know. He never gets his pictures of the Punisher. Spoilers. Wait, doesn't he? No. Isn't Not there him. one thing where he... Um, I, no, I guess that's the robbery. Yes, the robbery. That he has the uh, camera. Yeah, because the Punisher tends to come out of nowhere. 
So the whole crux of the thing is Punisher thinks Spider-Man's a bad guy, tries to kill him a couple times. Spider-Man lets him go. Yeah. Too. What I think is really funny... <laughs> it's really funny because he just kind of walks away. He's kind of like, screw this. Yeah. You're not a bad guy and the guy I'm working with is a bad guy. I've had enough. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, once Spider-Man started fighting with him, you've got web shooters. Plaster the guy to a wall and punch him in the face. You're done. Well, that's not exciting. I understand, but I got to think about how superheroes don't take the easy way out when they're fighting somebody they know doesn't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. And he's more normal human than Matt Murdock or Bruce Wayne or any of those other guys. He's just got military training, oh, and a massive chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. And an arsenal. He's the arsenal from someone else. He doesn't own the arsenal. Oops. Yeah, but he's carrying it around. So. He carries some of it around. He doesn't carry all of it around. I mean, he's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of guns and thousands of rounds of ammunition. He's an enthusiast. <laughs> yes. He loves the Second Amendment. Hmm. And, and uh, usually, especially in this one, you only see him with a couple of guns. He's got that horrible tether gun, which I thought was really stupid. Electro tether gun. Yeah. And then he's got that rifle that shoots miniature missiles. Explosive rounds, yeah. Yeah, concussive rounds. In all reality, all once he's found him, he just tape him to the wall, blap. And if he's not gonna kill anybody because he's a superhero, blap. You hit him so he knocks him out, you you do him up, and you throw a little note card on him saying, you know from your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. From your friendly neighborhood Spider Man, hanging from a lamppost. You like put this guy in the deepest, darkest dungeon that you can find. Yeah, I think it's the if you think about it, the cops are walking down the street, here's this guy hanging from webbing with a note from Spider Man saying, You put him away. They're gonna say, For what? We don't know who this guy is. Well obviously he probably was doing something wrong, otherwise Spider Man wouldn't have done this, but Which they we kinda need some evidence to well, hold him. I know that That's why I just assume that all the villains are back out on the street. You know, 15 issues later. Well, that's why... they have no evidence. That's why the Joker's <laughs> always back out. It's like, you know he killed all these people. Well, we don't, we don't. They all died with the rigor and the space and the smile. Yeah, well, that might not have been... That might not have been Joker. Oh, so the other 8,000 people he's killed with that exact same thing and been there sometimes. And it doesn't work well? Okay. We can't pin him to this particular crime. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yes, I know they're comics. We're supposed to have suspension of disbelief. Belief? Belief? But, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, if I had that, if I had the abilities of Spider-Man, first of all, I'd probably be a criminal. <laughs> and uh, second of all, if I was fighting somebody I knew I could just wipe out with no problem by just putting him to a wall and then like throwing a brick at his head from 100 yards away, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to web him to a wall and throw a brick at his head. And the webbing dissolves after like 45 minutes or something. That's why all Spider-Man's guys are back out on the street. Because if the cops don't get there fast enough, it dissolves and they just take off like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm out! (laughs) So, does it hold up? If you read it today, does it... Yeah, it would. If somebody... I mean, you got to think, there's always going to be some criminal out there wanting to take out the superhero. And what are you going to do it with? You're going to do it with a guy who's a ridiculously good killer. I find it weird. If they put this story out now, Punisher comes out now. He'd be a lot more violent because you look at the Punisher now, he's a lot more violent. But it's so weird how we're so much more sensitive to things like gun violence and that sort of thing. Yeah. That I wonder if he would be the same character now. Or if he'd be some awesome martial arts guy Special forces who kills with his hands rather than with we've already got that. Well, we got tons of that. Yeah. Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Well, Iron Fist and Luke Cage were active at this point too. Yeah, but they came out of the whole martial arts and black exploitation thing. Yeah, I think they would leave him the same way because instead of being from Vietnam, it would be he was in Afghanistan or mm-hmm. the first Iraq War or something, and he was suffering from PTSD. You know, and he just goes on, but he he's he's sane enough that he realizes good and bad, and he goes after the bad. You know, 
So, yeah, it would be different. You know, they'd probably have to go overseas and end up back in Afghanistan and kind of lose it a little bit and end up, like, curled up in the fetal position in a corner for an episode, fighting with himself. I don't know. That's just, you know, whatever. So you give it a year or nay? I like it, yeah. I like the Punisher. I found the Punisher to be kind of a... Not necessarily the character in and of itself, but the way he's written in here to be a bit bizarre. Well, yeah, but that's the first time he appears, so... The things he says and his actions are a little bizarre. I think it's a fun read. Yeah. And he's obviously not the hardcore Punisher that we're used Used to. to. But not for... Like, his characterization is not less hardcore. It's just that the comic code only allows for so much. At the time. So, you know... He can shoot targets of Spider-Man, and he can shoot at Spider-Man. But you can't hit Spider-Man. Yeah. You can physically hit him, but you can't hit him with a bullet. You can't Especially speak. an explosive round. So nobody gets shot in the face. In the face! That sort of thing, but I think it's a fun read, and yeah, it's very interesting to see the origins of the... Which not really even the origins, it's just the first appearance. Yeah, right. I mean, they never mention why he does what he does. There's something you can research. So, uh... Cue music. Cue music. Crazies, another Achieving Reality the Podcast. Signed, sealed, and delivered to your ears via the interwebs. Why do you call it that, Larry? Next week will be a kick-ass episode all about what? Don't say it. Why not, honey? Uh, Alright, well, whatever. Uh, Tune in next week and find out then. (laughs) For Chris, Larry, and Hobby, I'm Tina saying time to go take a bong rip and shot gonna be a... You know, that actually sounds like a pretty good idea. And her owner's Jabba the Hutt. Or Gargula the Hutt, I guess. Eat Hunter. Gargulzilla the Hutt. Smells like cheese in here. <laughs> this episode of Achieving Reality is a podcast. Have been brought to you by. Does that yippie next door neighbor's dog annoying you at 3 a.m.? Does that lady that always brings her dog everywhere need to be knocked down a peg of 50? You're damn right she bleeding does. Frickin' crazy bitch with a bleeding dog in the Capitol Grill sitting in her lap. What does she think she... Um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, oh yeah, sponsor. Well, AR product has a solution to your annoying little yippie dog problem. The shit zooka. You have seen t-shirt guns at sporting events and Jeff Dunham shows. Well, we made one just for launching those annoying little fuckers everywhere. Load the little yippy poop machine in the barrel, set the pressure and the distance, pull the trigger, and foop! No more annoying pooch. AR Products has really hit it with this one. The Shitsuka. Now in teacup, toy, chihuahua, and American Eskimo size. The Shitsuka by AR Products. Make that pooch someone else's problem. Harvey, we need to get the R&D guys to work on one for cats, too. Wouldn't that be heaven?